Nintendo has filed 31 patents related to game mechanics in Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, probably so the company could answer the question, how can we work our lawyers even harder? I'm Luke Lalfalfa, this is GameLinked, and this was first spotted by Japanese gaming site Automaton, who wrote that these patents were all filed between July 10th and August 4th. Some of these filings, such as patents pertaining to the Ultra Hand and Fuse abilities and Riju's remote lightning attack, seem reasonable insofar as going out of one's way to legally bar others from making games as cool as yours is reasonable. However, Nintendo also filed patents for very general gaming situations, like one in which a character stands on a moving object and that object's speed is added to the character's speed. If that sounds less like copyrightable IP and more like basic physics, that's cause it is. But this is Nintendo. They've basically made it their wheelhouse to try to own basic functions of, you know, the universe. Game dev Ben Porter pointed out that years before this, Nintendo tried to gain exclusive virtual rights to basic human senses by patenting systems that enable game characters to, I don't know, look at things? We should all be thankful that Nintendo isn't a god or we'd receive a cease and desist for opening our eyes. And how would we read it? <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Speaking of Tears of the Kingdom, its reign with 2023's highest Metacritic review score has been ended by Baldur's Gate 3. But don't worry, Tears of the Kingdom still holds the record for most fan fictions written about a mute swordsman and a shark man. Not to be confused with Baldur's Gate's actual just standard gameplay. Which, by the way, is currently rated at 97, narrowly beating out Tears of the Kingdom's 96, while both games have received praise for their open worlds and mechanics that reward creative thinking. Critics seem to think Baldur's Gate 3 just went a little bit further. Maybe too far, in fact. Turns out, developer Larian Studios needed to release a hotfix for Baldur's Gate 3 to fix a bug that caused saves to become corrupted if players did too much. According to the hotfix notes, the personal story databases that store your character's choices and actions go, got a little bit too big. So Larian had to increase the maximum size of these files to, well, infinite to account for the sheer breadth of player shenanigans. Speaking of doing things, I suppose you want me to believe this has nothing to do with how horny the game is, don't you Baldur's Gate 3 enjoyers? Y'all need Eldath. The goddess of calm. <laughs> Activision has announced that Modern Warfare 3 players will be able to transfer over certain content from Modern Warfare 2, including guns, attachments, and even cosmetics like special skins, lipstick, and rouge? Cosmetics. What game is this? <laughs> New players will also be able to access items from Modern Warfare 2, but they'll still have to complete the relevant challenges to get them. There are a few caveats, seasonal items and war tracks, AKA music, will not transfer over. Likewise, Modern Warfare 3 items can't be transferred backwards. This is a one-way system, like the digestive one inside you. Except when I drink. <laughs> Sure. Players also won't be able to transfer over cosmetics related to gameplay that just isn't available in the new game. Like say, if there's no undercover mission where Captain Price disguises himself as a sultry socialite to sneak into an enemy base, then that Chanel number no. five tactical perfume from the previous game is just pointless. 
The ability to carry over prized items is a nice quality of life measure, but it also feeds into existing concerns that Modern Warfare 3 might be an overhyped expansion pack rather than a substantial entry to the series. They're even reusing a villain from 2009. Like, oh, it's Vladimir Makarov again? Really? I remember. No eyeshadow. Now it's time for Quick Bits, brought to you by Brilliant. If you're looking for a free and easy way to learn new skills, Brilliant offers hands-on lessons to help you learn more about different STEM topics, whether you're learning from scratch or supplementing a college education. Brilliant has something to match your skill level. There's thousands of lessons to choose from, with more always being added, like their CompSci Fundamentals course, and you can get started free for 30 days and get 20% off an annual plan by visiting brilliant.org slash gamelinked. Go on, get smart. Learn some things. Every time I quicken a bit, Linus gives me a little treat. The beef flavor is my favorite. Beef flavor. EA will be shutting down the multiplayer servers for more old games, specifically Crisis 3, Dante's Inferno, Dead Space 2, and Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Mind you, Catalyst only came out in 2016, which is a little early to get the old yeller treatment. Games do become less popular over time, you know, unless you're like Minecraft or something. So it's not entirely surprising that EA doesn't want to keep paying for server upkeep and maintenance and all that kind of jazz. Confirmed but EA doesn't tip. Uh, ever. I, that honestly wouldn't surprise me at all. They're probably rude to waiters. They hate servers, am I right? <laughs> ah. What's more concerning here is that it's not yet clear whether these games will also be removed from EA's digital store like they did with three Battlefield games earlier this year. Boo! Boo! Also, you should allow people to host their own community servers if you're gonna take yours down. Take-Two Interactive, the parent company of Rockstar, had an earnings call this week, and they may have hinted at when Grand Theft Auto 6 is launching. Discussing the company's fiscal year 2025, which runs from April 2024 to March 2025, CEO Strauss Zelnick said, we are positioning our business for a significant inflection point in that period. However, since Zelnick also told IGN that the $50 price point for a Switch port of a 13-year-old game is commercially accurate, he may just be a compulsive liar. How do we even know he's the real CEO? Is this proven somewhere? Did, did, did he say it? Maybe. Maybe no one said it. Dark and Darker, a popular indie dungeon crawler that I can only assume involves Jeff Daniels and Jim Carrey getting into hilarious situations with skeletons, launched in early access this week. But players are upset some character options require either hours of grinding or real life money, despite the game's upfront cost. The developers said they may walk it back in the full release, though they've stated the game realistically needs microtransactions, so good news! They might only charge for overpriced cosmetics, like every other online game. We did it! I'm putting a tick in the W, Colin. The W stands for why I'm depressed. Checkmark. Musical RPG Stray Gods finally released after changing its release date because of Baldur's Gate 3 changing its release date because of Starfield. Whew. While some reviews praised the game, calling attention to its vocal performances and choice-based songs, others have said it lacked story variation and its runtime was too short. To be fair, it's a musical. If you want a theatrical experience that really feels like it's longer, you should watch your daughter's middle school production of Rent. It's got a beautiful ending. Very happy. 
And Tekken 8 game director Katsuhiro Harada has confirmed the fighting game's PC port won't feature Denuvo DRM software, despite it being referenced in the game's EULA. The outspoken Harada had quite a bit to say about Denuvo's effect on Tekken 7's performance, so it makes sense he wouldn't want to repeat the same mistake with Tekken 8. Of course, he had to explain the situation in the most Harada way by telling his fans, stop your tedious allergic reactions to every single thing and sit quietly. But if everyone did that, I wouldn't have a job. So please keep me employed by coming back Tuesday for more gaming news. And if you're having allergic reaction, you can't just stop it. You should take medicine or like go to a hospital. Maybe just get it checked out.